Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 309 for May 22nd, 2022. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. Nick here. Good morning, everybody. Sunday Welcome morning. Back. Yeah, it's been a long fucking month. <laughs> April 30th was our last show. What? Yeah. Yeah. That was like 23 days ago. Yeah. Insane. It's been it's an almost insane the end of 23 May, huh? days. Yeah, yeah. Man. We're almost at June. Oh, uh, we're going to have yeah. to... Summer's here. You know what I was thinking about yesterday, Nico? What's that? Daily shows. Don't Ooh. even start. We're going to have... Summer dailies? We're going to have to do a week of summer dailies. We're going to have to this year. I don't think I have the strength. Last year, we got uh, away with... in my younger years. That's a young man's game, the daily shows, dude. Was, was last... <laughs> It was two, was it two years ago that you the guys? The oldest came? one here is asking to do it. It's a young man's game. It's a young man's yeah. game. Yeah. I don't think I have the strength anymore. <laughs> I don't think I can bring the heat five days in a row anymore. We did. This okay, is, so this is an old man coming back from recent surgeries. Yeah, yeah, we got <laughs> my Nico's just working, and Nico's just working a little hard. Yeah. The fucking operation man over here. Yeah, just <laughs> three procedures in the last twenty three days. And He's got like 10 rubber bands in his belly now. <laughs> Somehow a chicken got in there. I'm not sure. We didn't do daily shows last year. The yeah. year before that, we had ridden on the fact that you guys came to visit. Right. Mm-hmm. We said this is the daily this show. This is the daily shows. We have to do daily shows. This We have to do a week of daily shows this summer. Okay. Give me the, the week. When are we doing it? You, it's, it's up to you because my schedule is very flexible. I can make almost anything work. Uh, I think late July, early August is going to be tough. So if if yeah. we're going to do it, I think June's the time to June's, do it. June is definitely the time to do it. Yeah, mid I think to late June. I'm going to be uh traveling mid to late June. Okay, well then, <laughs> so we'll er- make that work early, early before traveling. Six Maybe. to the tenth, two weeks from now. What do you say? That that can work. That can work. Let's do it. Is, okay. Are are children out of schools yet? Is that we my am mine are <laughs> your your kids. I'm done. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, I don't know. The, this is a question you're supposed to know the answer to pretty soon, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Why? You're the one that's closest to having children out of the three Even of us. Still, I would have to wait like six years before they're in school. <laughs> but still, like, <laughs> still, you you have a leg up on us. <laughs> you do. Two legs up. Actually. One of yeah. one of Michaela and I's close friends just had a baby. And I just saw this photo of him on Instagram. He's sitting, the father, he's sitting, holding his baby. He's got his dog next to him. And God, he looks so happy. But you know what else? He looks so fucking tired. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so tired. I mean. And you never get that back. You will never get that tired. You'll never make up for being that tired. Never again. God, this guy looks, he looks like me. That's how tired he looks. He's got the bags. (laughs) You're chasing those hours the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like those are just hours you will never get back. Never again. (laughs) Three in the morning rocking the baby. Yep. Yeah. It's wild. It's starting to happen, man. I was just at a wedding of one of my friends this weekend and it's just it's going down, man. I got another wedding in a week. 
it it's I, I've got like three or four to go to this summer. It's just it's that time. Yeah, that I'm kind of glad that 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 section of my life is is over. Yeah, because I hate just... weddings. I hate weddings. I Quana knew that she had to trick me into coming to her wedding <laughs> for me to come to her wedding because I would have never gone to her wedding had I known it was her wedding. <laughs> it was an elaborate, like hidden camera style prank just played yeah. on Rob. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. She knew what I, she needed to do. <laughs> I'm actually I'm with you on this, Rob. I think Nico would probably say we're both crazy. Although maybe after this weekend he would change his mind. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate weddings too. Yeah, honestly, fucking worst. I hate weddings until I get there. You know what I mean? The like, energy I hate, just I hate kind everything. Of takes over. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like it's just sort of undeniable. Like I'm here. I'm two k in the hole. Like we might as well enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, but, maybe you get like financially yeah. Stockholm syndromed into enjoying yourself. Right. Because I, I will say I was dreading the wedding that I had to go to this week like nothing. Like more than Rob dreaded his two kidney surgeries in the <laughs> last month. Three. Let's talk three. Three. Okay, let's up those numbers. <laughs> I was dreading it more than you were every single time you went to the hospital. Uh did I did I walk you all through what I had to drop on this fucking thing? Oh no! I don't know if we've talked. I've certainly, I've heard it a few times, but I don't know if I've heard it on air. Can I? Can I walk everybody through the financial situation Absolutely. here? Absolutely. Right, hold on. Hold on. Let me get the soapbox. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here it is. There you go. Step up. Suit. Not a tuxedo. Yeah. Suit. Okay. Hundred and fifty yeah, bucks. Sure. Cool. Yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. If you buy like a shitty suit, like Rob and I would. Yeah. Try four fifty. Oh my god! No. Why? No. Try four fifty, because apparently rentals are not good enough for this bride. We had to buy. Ugh, that's enough for me right there to go. Yeah. No, I'm out. I'm out. Four fifty. No. It's okay though. Nice suit. It's not. I can wear it again. It's. You can use it again. It's at least it's not a dress like a wedding dress. Like because you never wear that shit again. Right. Right. Michaela don't want to. It's all muddy. It is covered in mud. It is. Her dress is covered in mud. Uh, now let, let's let's talk venue, right? We're we're going to the the fucking VFW down the street, right? That's where we're throwing this thing. Yeah. Try Maine. Ugh. Try four hours up the coast. Okay, that's not so bad because traveling for a wedding. I mean, that just kind of comes with it. So. I excuse that the four hundred and fifty dollar suit would never happen. If you make me buy a four hundred and fifty dollar suit, I'm not coming to your wedding. <laughs> four four hours up ninety five. Not bad. Not bad. We go to a beautiful hotel right on the beach, beachfront wedding. Okay, perfect. It was gorgeous. Now it was fucking freezing because of global warming or something. Yeah, shit. I don't know. Yeah, but. Still beachfront, nice. <laughs> That's just called the beach in Maine. That's just... right. I think that is, that is what it is. But it's where okay. Were, like, where, where were you guys in Maine? York. Oh, you're in York. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. big lobster. That's a big lobster town. Uh, I have no idea. That's no. up where my family. <laughs> I, so my family goes to Maine like every year. Yeah. And that's like right up, right up there. Yeah. I, th- right. I just, I just imagine lobsters all over Maine. That's all I imagine. Yeah. 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 Best lobster rolls. Oh. Yeah. So we're right. driving four hours up during the highest gas Let's prices talk of my about lifetime food and that everything. Nico would never enjoy. <laughs> right. True. But you know what? It's okay. It's, it's Listen, how often do you get married? Twice, three times, you know, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's, 
It's worth a little travel time. It's worth one night at Maine. Well, no, it's actually two nights. Why? Because the hotel had a two-night minimum. Ugh. So my one of my questions is, why did you have to stay at this hotel? Um, I guess I didn't have to. I could have stayed somewhere else, but... I don't know. Everyone was at this hotel. So you drive my friends. You drive four hours. I would say two nights is acceptable to go. That's fine. I I don't have a problem with any of this so far. I mean, besides the suit. (laughs) Besides the fact that I wouldn't go if I was. Well, that too. That too. Besides that. This is this is the key, people. You never become good enough friends with anybody (laughs) to be invited into their wedding. Nico, if you got married and you wanted me to pay for anything or do any travel it would not happen right. you get married right here in cincinnati or i'm yeah. not going <laughs> i want you to come to me the wedding is coming to you the wedding has to be in nebraska let's be honest you can yeah. you can make it from cincinnati nick That's, nick yeah. has been married for a year i don't think i've spent this much money on nick through my entire life knowing him like i don't <laughs> right. think i've like that all the birthday gifts all the drinks all the whatever all the lunches I, well, we, I notoriously, price. I notoriously ask for nothing from anybody ever. Right, right. So, right. which that, I love about you. That's, it's that's your best the, quality. That's the thing with me. Like, if I were to get married, yeah, I'm going to expect you to to come, but I'm not going to expect you to spend an exorbitant amount of money to stay somewhere or buy something that you would only wear once in a wedding. Yeah, I'll, pro- I'll probably attend your wedding in like Crocs and a Led Zeppelin. Yeah, t-shirt that's on. fine. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. I I hate dressing up. Dressing up sucks. It does. It just wear sandals and shorts and be happy. Nobody gives a fuck. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have. Uh, well, I'm already married, but if I were to do it again, <laughs> less mud. Uh, maybe maybe a nudist colony. Yeah. Perfect. Nobody dresses up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. What else did you? So, spend well, money on? I mean, that was wedding gift. Of course, you got to put the wedding gift in there. What'd you get? Um, uh, some cashola. Put some cash in yeah. an in unmarked envelope and called it a, called it a day. Twenty bucks. I, I respect that. I respect that. You know. No, I actually got a a card that said happy or like congrats on the baby, but I crossed out baby and I wrote wedding. Nice. Nice. So that was you know. Um, which please don't hurry up on that because I'm not getting you another fucking baby shower gift or whatever. <laughs> that reminds me, <laughs> years ago, my mom, <laughs> she went, or she, we had a shitload of graduations to go to. So she just bought like a bunch of, of the same uh, graduation cards. And she thought it said, Congratulations, graduate. But right. what it actually said was congratulations, grandson. So she <laughs> so she had like 15, 15 cards she sent out and didn't realize that it said grandson until we got to one of the parties and left the card. <laughs> So your mother just has a surplus of 40 fucking congrats, grandson. Yes. So now she's looking every time your grandson does something like moderately okay, she has to send a card yes. out just to use them. Yes. Right. You know? <laughs> you got a C plus on the biology exam. I'm just going to send that out. Going to just get as much of these out as I can. I think my favorite 
fuck ups are the ones that haunt you for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was That's 25 years ago. <laughs> oh my That's god. This was before she even had mother. grandkids. <laughs> I love you. Oh your my mother. god. That's right. She's probably begging you guys like please. Yeah. I need these I need these grandsons. <laughs> I need grandsons. <laughs> and I need them to do exactly 15 good things in their life. <laughs> yes. But she sent these out and was just mortified that she had sent out like 15 congratulations grandson to Lord knows who. Hilarious. No, that's phenomenal. I love that. But yeah, I mean, listen, it always when you're at the wedding, for me, at least, it's like I just I'm so far in the hole. It's like I might as well enjoy myself. So it was it was actually a very good time. Oh, that's good. It's a very good. Did anybody object? No, um, God, I want to see that happen. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see that happen once. Right. I, I, as much as like weddings are nice, I really want to see a wedding fall apart. Yeah. Um, I want to leave a wedding with two people not being married to each other at the end of it. I, I, <laughs> I really, I did I, say to the, I, the groom about two minutes before it was time. It was show time. I said to him like, buddy, I think you have to go through with it. That <laughs> <laughs> was that was my little warm up for him ahead of time. I've left weddings knowing that the marriage is doomed. Oh, yeah, but that's not the same. Yeah, I want it to fall apart in front of my eyes yeah. before they even get to the I do's. Yeah, you know yeah. that's why I love Ninety Day Fiance. It just yeah. it's just all insanity. <laughs> I mean, it's a coin flip at best for all marriages now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a coin flip. I don't know. I sorry, Nick. I don't know why anyone would get married in this day and age. I just, I don't get it. Taxes, I think. Nick, I, taxes, yeah. I love you. I love you. I don't understand it. Taxes. I don't taxes. even. I don't even know. Is there that big of an advantage tax wise? I did get the biggest tax return I've ever gotten in my well, life. Well, then year. that helps, but. You know, it's the love is great and all, but when you really, when you see that tax return every April, it just warms your cockles. You know what I mean? I don't think a good, healthy tax return is worth half my stuff. That's just (laughs) what it comes down to. Uh, All your drones. You have to give away all your drones. Like, what the fuck do you even have? You know what? There's, there's some cash money involved. There's, there's some good investments. Yeah, but you would be Mr. Mr. Prenup. Oh, you, fuck you'd have five, yeah. six prenups. Yes, there would absolutely be a prenup in my in my if anybody wants to marry me, it's a prenup. You'd get Kim Wexler to do. All oh, for sure. For yeah, yeah, for sure. That crooked bitch. <laughs> Oh my God. We'll talk She's from Nebraska. She's I know. from Nebraska. We'll talk better call Saul at the end of the show so that we're we not will. spoiling We have a anything. lot to talk about yeah. there, too. Yeah. What is it? Three episodes we... Probably. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so. I mean, we have to talk about my ordeals. Yes, course. let's talk yes. about that. Yes. Go ahead. So, our last show was April 30th, right? I think so. so That's what you said. That's what you just said. Yeah. May 1st, I ended up in the emergency room again. With kidney stones. And so that's a Sunday. So we did our show Saturday. Sunday morning, I was in the, the emergency room. I was I was discharged about 7 a.m. that morning. And so Monday, I went and told my doctor, I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is three ER visits. 
nothing's happening. You find me a urologist now. So they got on the phone that day, and within two hours of me going to my doctor, uh, I, I had a phone call, and they were like, yeah, uh, the doctor has reviewed everything, uh, and he can do, this is Monday, he can do surgery Wednesday. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> things are... Can I think about it a little bit? Yeah, things are happening fast. No, that's always a weird thing. Because, like, like my father, last year, I think I told the story, like, had open heart surgery. And yeah. it was like, all right, we're doing it tomorrow. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's like you don't get time to put it on your calendar. Right. Yeah. Can, I, can I prepare myself for the, you know, the getting cutting o- get cut open part? You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Wednesday comes and, you know, we have to travel. It's a three hour drive to the big city where I can have surgery done at. So we make you drive yourself. No, mom and dad went because this surgery, uh, the first two surgeries I was uh, completely put under Uh, the third one. I was not. So I didn't need a driver. But the first two I did. Okay, so we get there and they're going through the process, you know, of course, it's just IVs and hurry up and get there and hurry up and wait. So the plan was uh, to get up to the kidney stone and uh, gra- either grab it at that time or uh, use a laser and destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's All how of the words. Yeah. What the? Like, like fucking <laughs> Princess Leia's planet. Yes. in the first Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Use the Death Star right. to destroy it. <laughs> uh, this surgery will take about an hour, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, you know, you just. All right. You know, so you get into the emergency room and, and under you go and you come back up and, you know, you just don't miss any time when when you're. Under, of course, they use the same stuff again that m- killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> the milk of the milk of amnesia is what they call it. <laughs> Do they have to put that the warning on the label now? Does the FDA require Pretty much, that? I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just this it, drug killed Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's killed always, the king of pop. <laughs> it's still what is it? Thirteen years later, it's still a topic of discussion in operating rooms. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's still small talk. The it's doctors still, ahead of time are yeah. like, "Hey, actually, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Fun fact about this drug we're going to put you on. <laughs> Fun fact about propofol. Do you like trivia? <laughs> I said, let me guess. It kills Michael Jackson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, you wake up and you are in immense pain. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Well, it's one of those things where it's like you close your eyes and then you open them and everything hurts. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they explained to me that... Everything was so swelled shut that there was not even an option to get up close to the stone. We have we had to put a what they call a urethral stent in uh, to uh, keep that area open and to stretch everything out. So what that means is there's basically a rubber hose with a with a hook on either end, not a hook, but kind of a, like a spirally. Uh, clampy type thing. Uh, one end is in your kidney. Uh, the other end is in your bladder, and it's keeping that tube open between those two uh, places. So were you infected? 
I was not infected. It was just that everything was so irritated by the kidney stone that it was just swelled up. Goodness. Yeah. So, because this hook type thing rests on the wall of your uh, bladder, it Uh irritates those nerves that make Uh, you feel like you have a full bladder. Oh, no. So, you just felt like you had to pee nonstop. Felt like you had to pee all the time. Oh, my God. Nothing you could do to get rid of that. And, I mean, it was like you had the fullest bladder you've ever felt in your entire (laughs) life. Oh, my God. And there was nothing you could do. So it was like that, like, I'm shake like, like when you're on a long road trip and you're holding your junk and sort of squirming. It was that feeling all day. It was that feeling 24-7. Oh, oh why didn't you kill yourself? Oh, it was. So, <laughs> why are you here? It was so that must tempting. have been the most relieving feeling in the world. Getting that out. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> we'll get there. So this is May fourth, and I mean by Star that, Wars Day. Yes, <laughs> the Death Star didn't work that day, yes. though. Apparently. <laughs> Star Wars Day, my dad's 80th birthday, and here he is sitting there in the hospital with me as I'm in pain. What a champ. And I was your pops, man. 80 is a big year. It is a big big year. Um, So I'm sitting there in this hospital, and I'm like, I am in pain. You guys have to do something. Well, that's just kind of the way it is with these stents. I'm like, no, what can we do? Well, you can take some ibuprofen or some Tylenol. (laughs) I'm like, that's not going to cut it. They're like, well, just go home and drink, get the, you know, because at this point you're, you're peeing blood. I mean, it's just all, it's just all blood at this point. They're like, you need to just go home, drink a lot. Once that blood gets out of your system, it, it does get better. I mean, it does. It, it gets easier. It doesn't get better. I would say it gets easier, but it never gets better. You get used to it. You get used to it. Right. Um, but with every step you take, you feel this stent move inside your body. Like you just, you feel it move from your kidney all the way to the end of your dick, to be right down honest with you. I mean, you oh, feel it all the way to the tip of your penis. <laughs> uh, so I get home that evening, and by the time I get home, they've already called and they said the doctor. Wants to do surgery again on the 13th, f- Friday the 13th. Um, so this what is May 4th. Fo- wrong? Yeah, this is May 4th. <laughs> Some more Michael Jackson meds on Friday the yep, 13th. More, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I survived the nine days. I don't know how. I mean, m- miserable nine days. Miserable. Nine so days. how did you know you had to urinate, though? You don't. You just you don't you just you you have to learn all over again like okay this is the feeling of an empty bladder this is the feeling of a full bladder wow <laughs> and it's a very it's a very like minute feeling but you have right. you just have to learn what right. the difference is Jesus okay. yeah okay just got to just Get a more subtle sense of well. Now you're more in touch with your bladder. I think absolutely. I think I'm more in touch good. with everything. I think that's a great sort of mindfulness exercise. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Friday the thirteenth rolls around, and we head back to the the big city, uh, three hours away, and it's time to you know talk to the doctor again. By the way, I had met the doctor twice uh, up at this point. 
once the minute before surgery on the 4th <laughs> and once a minute before surgery on the 13th. Everything else had been just kind of done through the phone and this is what's going to happen. So anyway, he comes in on the 13th and we're talking and he's like, okay, my plan today is the same plan that I had on May 4th. It's we're to go get this done and then I'm going to play a quick nine. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to go in there. We're going to try to grab it. Uh, I have a tea time at 2.30. <laughs> I wasn't planning on coming in today, but the, the fucking kidney king over here yep. just couldn't help himself. Just producing all sorts of bullets right out of my penis. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, he's like, same plan. Go in there, grab it. If we can't grab it, we'll blast it. He says, but if we have to blast it, he said, we have to put another stent in. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So, do that, come out of surgery, and they're like, good news and bad news. I'm like, okay, I know what the story is. It is, you couldn't grab it, you had to blast it, and I feel that there's another stent inside of me. I know that there's a stent in. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And they're like, how much pain are you in? This is, by the way, same town. Oh, this is, okay. Same town, <laughs> different hospital. Uh, I, why I'm at a different location for this second one, I don't know. It was just how it was scheduled. I was told to be at this place at this time. Great. So anyway, I wake up. They're like, how much pain are you in? I'm like, I'm in a lot of pain because, of course, I have a, I know I have a stent in. They're like, okay, hold on one second. And they come back with a syringe of stuff, and they're putting it in. And I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, oh, it's fentanyl. We can give it to you every five minutes. <laughs> I'm like, someone went to the cool hospital in town. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? (laughs) And by that time, I'm out of it. Like, before she even got the whole medicine into the IV, I mean, I'm gone. And I'm awake, I'm aware, but I'm, I'm not there, you know, mentally. And so they gave they give me a second dose about five or six minutes later. And at that point, I'm like, OK, that's enough of that. I don't need I don't need the nuclear weapon of painkillers right now. Just give me something to get the like edge how off. One day the they single tell you. greatest killer of all people <laughs> yes. under 35, by the way. Yes. Uh, one day it's just Tylenol and the yeah. next day it's Full fentanyl. blown fentanyl. <laughs> yeah. No, no other stepping stones nothing, on the way. Nothing. Right. I know. And every five minutes, I can't like fucking imagine if they would have no, given no me morphine or oxycodone nothing. or anything. No. no. Just fucking straight. <laughs> Had they kept doing that every five minutes, there's no doubt that people would walk out of that hospital addicted. It's insane. No, yes. Yes. I know. It's a scourge. Yeah. yeah. Bingo. And yes. so, so after two, after two healthy doses of what I, f- what I feel like were healthy doses, I'm like, that's enough. That's going to do me for a while. <laughs> do you feel like you want more? No. Right now? I, do you I, feel addicted, Rob? <laughs> yes. I mean, I need. <laughs> no, I don't feel Jeez. like I need anymore. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. So you're not just saying that, right? So we don't have an intervention. No, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm addicted. I'm on. I'm on it right now. <laughs> There's just a drip behind me. Yikes. Um. So this is Friday the 13th. The doctor says uh, I will be in the town closest to you that you see your doctor at on Tuesday the 17th. He says 
uh, at that time, we will remove the stent. Great. So I knew at this point after, because at this point I'm a urologist. Like I, I, after living (laughs) through this, uh, I feel like that I can diagnose and perform procedures of my own at this point because of the learning that I went through. Um, at this point, I know that come Tuesday the 17th, the stent is coming out of my body with no sedation. Whew. They just don't do it. It's a three-minute procedure. We're not putting you through a full sedation to remove to remove. They this. seem really particular about what they give you drugs for. Oh, I know. I know. Very. I mean, right. This if, You got to pee. We're going to give you fentanyl. Yeah. But when we're cutting you open and taking this machinery out, nothing. But but here's the thing, Nico, <laughs> that I was afraid that you didn't understand. Yeah. There's there's no cutting open. Yeah. Repeat that. There, there's no there's no incisions. Uh, oh. Oh. All three of these procedures were done through one one location. Oh, God's incision. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we call it? God's incision. <laughs> and so and on the eighth day, God said, Let it flow. <laughs> Let it flow. <laughs> yeah, I really should put a hole at the end of that thing. Yeah. yeah. It could back up. Yeah. Pardon me, that. sir. <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah, no, there's there's no incisions. I have no stitches. I mean, you don't want to close that opening up. <laughs> no. So they put a laser up there before? Yeah. Yeah, so so basically it's like a catheter. They take a tube uh and shove it in your penis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get into your bladder and then they work everything through that tube. Oh, I see. So Tuesday. God, can you imagine the first doctor? Thanks for bearing the lead on that, by the way. (laughs) Thanks for letting me. I wanted that reveal here (laughs) while it was being recorded. Imagine the first doctor is like, you know, we could stop cutting people open if we just shove it right up the dick. Yeah, right through the dick hole. And I bet you the first patient was like, nah, cut me open. (laughs) Yeah. No thanks. I was ready to be cut open by Tuesday because I'm like a rusty nail if you need to actually like whatever it takes to not go up that way. (laughs) So Tuesday comes and I'm I'm, you know, taken to the room where all of this is going to happen. And I tell you what, it's probably the biggest room I've ever been in with a single bed in the center of the room. And that's it. (laughs) That's all that's in here. Uh, of course, the lighting and, and all that stuff. But yeah, it's uh, remove your pants. The nurse comes with a uh, <laughs> a, a needless syringe full of like this uh, yellowish fluid, and uh, they take they take what I would would describe as like a a, a coat hanger clamp type Don't thing. Say that. <laughs> This clamp. Don't, don't it, it, use that it, it, metaphor. It, it kind of goes. Give me something else, please. It kind of goes around <laughs> your claw machine. Little Bo, Beef's, little Bo Peep's walking staff before we go to coat hanger, <laughs> no. please. No, we it, don't need to use that word. It was coat hanger. Oh. Uh, was kinda, it like that tool they used for the mummies where they'd rip their brains out of their nose? Oh, yeah. I've seen that. But no, that's oh. not one of those. This, this was more of like a clip just to hold your dick upright 
and yeah. uh, in position. I'm sure she could have. I'm sure she could have found another way to do that. She, she probably really could have, but creative so, <laughs> so she puts your. your she, once some lady figures out how to do that on Rob, we'll uh, we'll get back to them. So, so she takes my big fat cock at this point. And <laughs> Sorry, here, I, I need to make it more sexy. Hold on. <laughs> so you get you get you get this clip and it holds your dick in place. <laughs> and she takes this full syringe of stuff, she shoves it in your pee hole, and she unloads the whole syringe. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the syringe, Rob? What's that? What's in the syringe? So it, it's a numbing, it's a numbing agent okay. of some okay. sort. Okay. okay, well that helps a little, I guess. So she's like, five minutes, doctor will be in. We have to let that set for five minutes, and yeah, um, yeah, right. then the procedure begins. And it is, it's, it's a tube that goes right into the dick. Uh, they get into the bladder quite quickly, but then they're rooting around in the bladder for what I would say about. <laughs> they give the bladder a good rod around in there. <laughs> <laughs> a good rod Yeah, oh, where did I leave that thing? <laughs> no. Hold on, I could have sworn it was right here. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, did you move around in the past twenty three days? <laughs> you weren't supposed to. <laughs> so we told you no walking. <laughs> yeah. So they are rogering around in there, and and then at one point the doctor goes, "Okay, we're ready." It's all coming out. And at that point, I look and I shouldn't have. <laughs> Definitely shouldn't have. Because at the, I mean, still at this point, I had my eyes closed because I was like, I don't want to see anything. The only thing I really wanted to see at the end was how big the stent was. And anyway, at this point, he says, all right. He says, we're ready to, for everything to come out. This is, like I said, 90 seconds, two minutes. Uh, they're getting things ready, and all I see is his elbow pointing straight up, arm or, or hand down towards my dick, and all I see is just this straight up movement, as what I would describe as a quick, <laughs> swift, like starting a lawnmower type movement. I was wondering if this was going to be like slow or no, just <laughs> no. It was. I did that dance at the wedding the other day, actually. <laughs> I did that same move. I did the lawnmower. I broke the lawnmower out. So this for the is first like times it's 1992. <laughs> I, this is one of those things. It's like it's like pulling the sheet off the table, the tablecloth off the table <laughs> yeah, with all the yeah. plates on it. Right. You got to go quick. Yeah, you got to go, go quick. quick or yeah, exactly. Everything breaks. I, I wouldn't describe it as a herky jerky motion. It was a very steady, not slow, but not quick pull. But it was just this. Ugh. Just right. this. And everything comes out. <laughs> I mean, wow. and you feel it from the back of your kidney to the front of your balls. I mean, you just feel it <laughs> everywhere. Wow. <laughs> and it's and it's out. It was the best orgasm. It was the best orgasm ever had. <laughs> <laughs> then the music starts playing. <laughs> and the doctor went, You're ready for round two. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, at this point now, it's it's done. This is the 
worst podcast of all time. <laughs> and I'm like, what I. What is this show that we do every week? <laughs> what are we doing? God, I'm what? like, I need to see. I need to see the stint at this point. And so he shows it to me. And it is. It's nine, 10, 11 inches long. I mean, it, it's that long. It's much bigger around than I expected. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think of something uh, common. You know, like a big USB cable. Uh, you know how like <laughs> the thick USB cables are. Um, that's about how big around it was. I mean, it was much bigger around than I was expecting it to be. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, the minute that was gone, that urge to go pee. I mean, you have to go pee because at that point they've they've filled your bladder with saline. Um, as they're rogering around in there, <laughs> so you have to you have to go get rid of that, and that it that first pee is relief because you feel like oh my god my bladder it's empty, <laughs> mm. I don't have that horrible horrible feeling anymore. But yeah, I asked him, I'm like, you know, how big is the stone gonna be? And he's like, it's powder at this point. And he says, you're never gonna see any remnants of it. Um, it's done. And so now I go back and see him July 1st for a follow-up. What a tale. Yeah. I mean, what a story there. Yeah. Just uh, every everything you'd want in a story. Oh, everything. Just drama. <laughs> a good Roger Adams. Comedy. Yeah. Sex. Oh, lots lies. of sex. <laughs> Espionage. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, wow. Yeah. Just nothing anybody ever wants to experience well i'm so happy you're through it i am too we were getting the text updates throughout yeah it just seemed like the worst thing in the world but i didn't even know the extent to which it was the worst thing in the world yeah Yeah. i was i was pretty sure that you didn't understand how the procedure was done yeah and i didn't and and during those (laughs) not a youtube click hole i've ever went down personally (laughs) and that was uh something that excited me very much because i wanted to reveal it here (laughs) uh when you when you said stint i knew what that meant that was kind of like yeah well they put that in your heart and stuff a a stent just means anything that's a a unnatural tube right in your yeah Yeah, they're gonna shout up your dick yeah yeah, Any chance they get, yeah. they want to shove stuff up your dick. Oh, yeah. It's, doc- it's, doctors are a big fan. They of the love whole. shoving shit up your dick and your ass. They love Seriously. it. Love it. Seriously. More things go into your dick and ass than go in your mouth in the medical field. Like, there's not a lot of things that they just go down the throat. That's a that's actually a, a really good point. That's a solid point. Yeah. I mean, food goes in your mouth. Right. They, that's not the way that the doctors want to go. They want to go the opposite way that the food and liquid come out of your body. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> Why do they go against the current on that? <laughs> they definitely, it's like spawning sea- salmon. <laughs> yes. Man. It always just makes me think of that idiocracy clip. With the three uh, tubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes in your... This one goes in your ear. This one goes in your butt. And this one goes in your mouth. And then he goes, oh, wait. And he takes them all out. And he shuffles them around. And he goes, uh, this one goes in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fucking best. <laughs> yeah, well, at least we have an episode title for this podcast. God's Incision. Yes. <laughs> 
gods and stuff. I was thinking it was Rob Stint Double. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh. That's, that's clever. a good one. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, just not a fun experience. You wouldn't do it again? If you I would opportunities? not. No. no. No? So, And I know we've talked about this in the past, but there's nothing that can be done about this kidney stone. Well, problem. so July 1st, when I see the doctor again, his plan is to go through or, or, or do like a couple random days of sampling uh, of my mm-hmm. urine to see what's in it that we could uh, either cut out of diet or if, you know, it's something that medicine can take care of. It's those fucking Walmart donuts, Rob. Uh, I bet it is. <laughs> it's the Walmart donuts. The Walmart donuts are fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you know what I'll live through stents to have a Walmart donut <laughs> I personally think we should go back to the plan of you just donate your kidney to some young kid and I, pass the buck yeah pass the buck on to him I'm right. definitely gonna ch- fill out that donor card <laughs> and make sure that some somebody is burdened with these kidneys <laughs> you still doing Mountain Dew every day no twice on Sundays no the Mountain Dew's been cut out um, okay it's been eliminated. I know you were you were a Mountain oh, Dew yeah. holic. Yeah, and I yeah, still enjoy a, a Mountain Dew every once in a while. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's nothing like it was ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. God fucking sodas are getting weird. I keep coming across the weirdest fucking flavors of soda now. I, I don't know what they're doing. Why there's so many experiments with with flavors anymore have you seen the flaming hot mountain dew yes I, well it, why what? is everything flaming hot we <laughs> it's, had it's flaming, flaming hot, hot mountain dew flaming hot cheetos flaming hot doritos flaming hot mountain dew what like why why does everything I tasted, I tasted this flaming hot mountain dew i did buy it? some i bet it? it's terrible <laughs> it tastes spicy it's, it's spicy soda with a lime hint. Sorry, there's nothing that is good spicy. Sorry, spicy food. I, I mean, I am a lunatic, so I would back you up, but I, I probably don't have the credentials to back you up. Spicy there. food. Sucks. I eat everything spicy all the oh, time, right? Yeah. I, I can't. I eat I can't everything do spicy. It. I'm convinced, actually, that spices are like really good for your immune system fighting. Bugs and shit. Well, like they're that. it's your own immune system is fighting for its own life when you're eating right. that much spicy food. Right, exactly. It's like it's like doing military test drills. Yeah, but you're, you're kind of like you know you need military preparedness. At some point, your immune system's gonna go. Well, fuck this. Just give him diarrhea. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get the. I mean, I, I've never thought to myself. You know what this. Cup of Mountain Dew would be a lot better if I couldn't feel my taste buds at yeah. the end. Of yeah. It. Well, and the yeah. spice with the bubbles from the soda is like the worst combination oh, you can think of. God. Oh, totally. Why would anybody want that? I just... I hate. You know what I hate? Spicy beers. Oh. Yeah. Oh. The worst. The worst. Like a drink is supposed to be refreshing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to, you know, have a sip of Mountain Dew and go ah. Yeah. At the end of it. The brewery my brother used to work for in Connecticut uh, had a cannoli beer, and if you bought it in house on tap, they would at they would give you the beer, and then on the top of the glass they would put like powdered sugar and cinnamon on top of your fucking beer. Oh my god! So you just have like you're doing the cinnamon challenge every time you take a fucking sip of this thing. <laughs> it is vile. Yeah. 
That I kind of love, actually. <laughs> what is that? What is that cinnamon uh, like drink uh, that's supposed to be hot that all the basic bitches love? Pumpkin spice? No, no. It's uh, uh, it, it 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 you do shots of it. It's it's all cinnamon, and I hate uh, the smell of it. I mean, there's like just like it's like almost like a hot chocolate. There's like a cinnamon drink no it's a, it's a I, I don't know what you're talking about fucking apple cider what do you know <laughs> it's a cinnamon uh shot drink i don't know what you're talking about uh, cinnamon shots yeah well oh you guys you're gonna hate me when i figure out what the fuck fireball that's what it's called that's oh you're cinnamon. talking i see yeah okay that's There's cinnamon, cinnamon and fireball that's all it yeah, is that's what it is oh okay I yeah, guess. Fireball was like my first liquor. I think every kid's first liquor. Yeah. Yes. Well, Dubra, I think probably a little bit beforehand. <laughs> then you uh, graduate to Fireball when you get your allowance. Fireball, it, it just tastes or it smells awful. Uh, smells yeah, awful. I'm I'm not a huge fan. Did I do like three shots of it this weekend? Yes. Of course you did. But still not <laughs> a huge fan. Awful. Oh, longest fucking hangover of my life. Yeah, Let me why? I think I was this wedding was Friday. It yeah. was Friday. Yes. Oh, what a terrible fucking day for a wedding. He was Sorry. there Thursday and Friday. I had to go to the rehearsal dinner on Thursday oh. and then the wedding on Friday. Yeah. And then you didn't get home until like eight o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> breakfast of champions the, the next morning. Let me tell you, <laughs> we just sat there in silence. Just ten people sitting there in silence the following morning. I love that. <laughs> Nobody's happy to be there. Everybody had shades on. <laughs> Fucking everybody had shades the next morning. <laughs> when I was waiting tables, I used to work Sunday morning shifts, and you could yeah. tell. There were right. times where you'd get like a couple of people come in and they're just not talking. Just right. Heads down. Coffee it's like, now. It's like, what can I get you? It's like, coffee and water. Keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Every five minutes, circle back with that damn, that, that pot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Nick, any uh, traumatic experiences for you this, this past few weeks or what? No, that, I was telling Rob, I mean, like, I've just been watching TV. I mean, so much shit to watch. Yeah. Uh, uh, trying to catch up, you know. Rob, did you watch the new Chip and Dale movie? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I didn't watch it yet. I almost watched it last night. I think everybody needs to just take take 90 minutes out of their day. And watch oh, no. Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus. I've heard some pretty good things. I mean, it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. Really? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It, it was fine. It's one of those movies. I was going in expecting it to be hot garbage, and it wasn't. But that doesn't mean that it was good. I mean, does that make sense? It. 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 it, it yeah. It was fine. Sure. It was fine. It, it was cold garbage. It was yeah. It was it was room temperature garbage. Okay. <laughs> now I I didn't hate it, didn't love it, but yeah, check it out. It's worth a watch. So I didn't realize that um, Andy Samberg's 
longtime collaborator collaborator Akiva Schaefer directed it, and oh. he did the movie Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Okay, from a few years ago. I don't know if y'all saw that. No, no, I didn't. But I do remember Akiva. A uh, very fun uh, movie, and he also did the the comedy classic Hot Rod with Andy oh, Samberg. Yeah, another great one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what I've heard again, I haven't seen it, but I heard that it's kind of a little more clever than your average Disney movie. It is. It is clever. Uh, and they do a good job of poking fun of themselves, right? Which I enjoy. So it was just the moments like that that I liked. Um, I don't know. I love the Rescue Rangers as a kid. I saw an old Peter Pan, chain smoking Peter Pan, <laughs> makes an appearance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it was very Roger Rabbity uh, type. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, loved Rescue Rangers as a kid. But this this isn't this isn't it. You know, this isn't this didn't recapture those those fond memories. It was just a movie with those characters in it. Bait and switch. I wouldn't even say it was a bait and switch because I don't even know if it was (laughs) if it was advertised as as, you know, nostalgia other than the nostalgic characters. Yeah, they did. They Uh, got you. Other than those characters are there. I don't know. Like I said, it was it was fine. It was fine. (laughs) I won't watch it again. I don't need to watch it again. But maybe I'll check it out. You know yeah. what else I recently learned? Chip and Dale are not brothers. No. No. They're just two random chipmunks. Mm-hmm. One and, named Chip, one named Dale. And, what are the odds? And they address that in this movie. Yeah. They do a little bit of an origin story. <laughs> oh, Whoa. good. Yeah. That's what we always need. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. What are the chances two talking chipmunks that look exactly the same just meet each other? Yeah. And they're named Chip and Dale. Yeah. That's crazy. You know? Wow. Ch- check the movie out. Okay. Just check it out. <laughs> I will. And report back. <laughs> I'll give it a watch. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this Johnny Cash uh, water tower getting shot? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> This is this is the perfect Rob story. Of course he brings this up. You fucking. This is very much a visual gag, so we're it, just going to have to explain it. It is. It is. But there's a water tower. I'm not sure which town it is in. It must be jo- some Johnny. Reno, I think. I think Reno. Nah. No, it's like. They King- shot the water tower in Reno just to watch it flood, you know? Oh, yeah. Anyway, there's a. Sil- That's a good joke. <laughs> Give me I want a proper laugh. That's a good show. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there's a silhouette painted on this uh, water tower, and somebody decided to shoot it right where they put a stent in. <laughs> <laughs> this actually, this article here says he shot a man in Kingsland just to watch him leak. Kingsland, yeah, that's the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's nope, the headline. That's not rain. Somebody shot our water tower, shot the silhouette of Johnny Cash in a very sensitive area. Standing proud, <laughs> holding a guitar, and emptying this 50,000 gallon water tank all over Kingsland. Oh my God. Leaking for the last <laughs> almost week. <laughs> he. He had to pause because he knew what he was about to say, but he couldn't find he couldn't come up with a better word than leaking. He knew I need to say the water tower's been leaking, but oh boy, that's a double entendre. 
I'm going to pause. <laughs> I, I just, I love that part. All over Kingsland. It's been leaking for the last <laughs> almost week. Mayor Luke Neal has had to deal with the man in black letting loose since last Tuesday when a vandal decided cash needed some relief. It was a long <laughs> shot. I have killed deer, but not that far away. But although the stream prompts a <laughs> giggle, the leak really is quick, aiming... Because I really love this mayor because, like, this, obviously, I'm sure the guy who did it is going to get arrested if he hasn't already. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, just, I just saw a story. Uh, the man has been apprehended. <laughs> oh, yeah. good. Thank it God. Is, it is a crime. But the first video I saw of it, the mayor was out with his son and they were, like, looking at it together while the news crews were filming them. And I'm just like, <laughs> clearly nobody actually is considering this a problem. No. Like, this is just funny. <laughs> hilarious he is johnny cash is pissing himself that, that is an incredible image yeah <laughs> it just looks like he's straight pissing yeah it's no, what a shot <laughs> <laughs> this news reporter really irritates me here with all of her fucking puns that she's about oh to my have. god I, is, there, is there anything worse than local news oh my god he's got so many puns actually there is something worse than local news national news local radio <laughs> oh god <laughs> Podcasts. But although the, <laughs> yeah, podcast. the stream prompts a giggle. The leak is aiming to rain on the town's parade. Now, this situation may seem humorous, but it's actually no laughing matter. This water tower is losing close How to 30. How can you say that when you hear just Johnny Cash pissing in the background if you're on camera? She's standing. This is no laughing matter. She's, stand, she's like standing right under it. She's, she's getting drenched. She's standing underneath it with an umbrella. Oh she's my god! She's standing here under an umbrella, reporting. It's no laughing matter. Like, like if you literally threw a banana peel on the ground and slipped on it, like you could not be engaging in more ironic behavior. You know, bananas on the ground, no laughing matter. It's exclusively a laughing matter. It wouldn't be a news story if exactly. it wasn't funny. Anvils falling from the sky. No laughing matter, people. Uh, <laughs> local news. What a joke. Thousand gallons every single day. Just from this one leak. A lot of water. Ah! And one leak. Wasted. And a direct impact on residents. People can look for their water to be discolored. <laughs> and that's the end of the, that's the, end of the story. <laughs> wow. Jeez. That is the most, you know, I heard that the other day and I just like laughed and then moved on with my life. I should have realized that Rob, of course, <laughs> would feel the urge. You have to bring stories like that to the show. You have Did to. you have your stint in when you saw this story? Did it did it like taunt you? <laughs> I, I'm sure I did have the stint in when I saw this story. <laughs> no, it never taunted me, but <laughs> it should have maybe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Any other news? Stories? I really don't have anything else. All right, we got to talk Saul then. We do have to talk better well, call Saul. I was gonna say it's too bad we didn't get a chance to talk candy for the one week that it mattered. <laughs> you were really into the show that no one heard of. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? How was candy? Was there a lot of drama? Was it dramatic? Was it <laughs> literally? Was it tense? The the first episode was really fucking incredible in terms of, like, just tension. And so then the tense. rest of the show is just a wet fucking blanket. <laughs> I mean, you spend the next three episodes going back in time before the murder, following these people's fucking lives that you don't care about. And then the last episode is just the court case where they reveal what finally actually happened. Oh, my God. And 
It's like, first off, you only get one side of the story because the other person who was involved is fucking dead. You you were so... And she, <laughs> she's not guilty at the end. Wow. She kills her with an axe. Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler. She kills her with an axe. Well, not I'm guilty. never going to watch this. <laughs> Me neither, dude. I'm not into ugly <laughs> Jessica Biel. Sorry, Nick. But you were Biel's, so yeah. excited when you were texting us about That's, this story. That that, I, no, because that first episode was actually really good. I would actually say that if if you were like into, uh, like like film or or TV, that first episode is like a masterclass intention. Really good. <laughs> the rest of it just sucks. The, is the, the show looked like such a fucking dud that when you said that you loved the first episode and it was the best TV you've ever seen. No, blah, blah, I didn't blah. say it was the best TV. <laughs> no, <though>. but <laughs> but it was, you it was, talked it, was, it up. It, you talked. I thought it, up. it had some. I thought it had potential. Uh, but what I did find out is that they did uh, – they released it in a five-day right. release schedule, which is really bizarre. Uh, it's and a it turns out there's event. A, yeah. Well, it turns out there's another TV show about this exact same case coming out this year as well. Oh. Yeah. So I think, I think they were trying to rush to beat it out the gate. <laughs> what is up with that, dude? Like it – like first of all, they're taking every like minor NPR story and making it into a TV oh, show. Oh yeah, every episode of This American Life is now a ten episode miniseries starring Jared Leto on you know, <laughs> or fucking Nicole Kidman on some on some channel, some streaming service. It's getting a little out of hand. It is. It is. You but know, I, I am interested in the story, Nick. Like, wh- who was this lady? What what really kind of went down? Like I, I'm, oh, I'm just I'm looking for the the true life well, uh, synopsis as far as we can, from you. I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, uh, Candy had an affair with the other lady's husband. The other lady found out, tried to kill. Uh, according to Candy, who is the only person we fucking get her story, uh, she tried to kill her with an axe. So she turned Candy, the axe against her. Yeah, Candy was able to turn around and then and successfully. Um, uh, went through a court trial with self-defense was yeah. self-defense was the crux of the trial. Yep. And, and passed the test. Yep. Incredible. Even though she swung at her 42 times. Wow. Uh, and part of, it was actually, I guess what makes the case kind of interesting is it was like the first time that they were using like psychology in the case. Mm-hmm. And she determined that Betty said something to candy that triggered like an uncontrollable battle rage. Ah. Like if you were in military, that had to do with trauma she experienced from her mother when she was a child. Oh, my God. So I don't know. <laughs> Spoilers. How long you, ago did cares. this happen? Like what time era are we in? 80s, uh, 90s, 2000s? 1980. 1980. Okay. And part of the reason for the defense of Betty grabbing the axe first was actually that there was a newspaper in Betty's house that had a film review for a movie that came out that year called The Shining. <laughs> oh. And so the, it was literally The Shining had come out the same year. And they argued that because Betty saw The Shining in the newspaper, it gave her the idea to threaten Candy with the axe. Wow. Which is funny. What a uh, masterful self-defense. The uh, last crazy thing I would say is Candy is reportedly still alive to this day. Her husband and her got divorced. She moved, changed her name, started a new life. Wow. Nobody knows who she is now. Incredible. Uh, I, I would a, like yeah. I would like to watch the Dateline NBC version of this story. I Yeah. I don't have that, any I, I really don't need to see Jessica Beale. Can uh, I can I maybe entice you with, with this other TV show? Absolutely. Even though we now know the entire story. I don't care. 
uh, coming to HBO with Elizabeth Olsen uh, in yep. the starring uh, uh, role oh with our boy God. Jesse Plemons. Really? Yep. Plemons and Kristen Witter uh, from... Fat uh, Damon is going to be in this? Fat Damon, Jesse Plemons, and Jane from Breaking Bad. Kristen oh Witter. my God. I don't really like her. What's it called? Uh, Love and Death. Love huh. and Death. The great David E. Kelly, the great... TV writer David E. Kelly working on that one. So, but the, yeah, there like aren't there still two Tiger King shows in development? Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's too much TV. Ti- the Tiger King phase <laughs> is over. I mean, yeah. it, it it's it's past its prime at this point. They ruined yeah. they ruined that show with a second season. Yeah. Um Kate McKinnon I think was in the Yes. I think it was on Peacock. And it just, it was a two-day story, maybe. Yeah. I don't know The who problem is everybody involved in the Tiger King thing are... Deplorable. They, well, yes. <laughs> and they, they all just, they want to milk this shit. I feel like everybody yeah. involved is just like, sure, we'll keep doing shit. You know what? I don't think without COVID and everybody being home, I don't think Tiger King would have hit. Yeah. I, I think it yeah. would have been a, I think it would have been talked about, but it would have never hit without everybody watching it at the same time kind of that perfect storm yeah yeah Yeah, certainly not in the way it did yeah you know maybe it yeah yeah that that i mean that show was huge like it was really big well everybody watched it everybody watched it the same week (laughs) i still haven't seen it by the way and i'm not going to at this point it's done i think you need to see the first season I think you no, need you to don't. see how it all no, started. You don't you got it already? You know it's twenty twenty two, Rob. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm done. It's it's done. That's like telling somebody like today, like, oh, you got to go watch Squid Game, man. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, that's done too. Isn't yeah, it? it's done. <laughs> We're on a Barry. We're on to Saul. I watched Slow Horses, Nico. Great fucking show. Slow Horses, that's like a sleeper show that nobody's going to see. Back me up. That might be my favorite show of the year so far. Who is in this show? What is it about? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Okay, you've got me. Gary Oldman. an old fat slob working in the, uh, essentially the the fuck-ups of MI5. Okay. They send them off to this little fucking building where they can't do any trouble. Yeah, it's called Slough House. Yeah. So, so basically, Gary all the like fuck this ups old, just get drunk, farting sh- spy. Shafted. Yeah. Right. And he just and he just destroyed. And every episode, it's just like, you guys are all fuck ups. It's the low point of my career working with you. Uh, it's, but then it's also, wonderful. he kind of like, you know, the, t- the top person in MI5, essentially, the second top person in MI5, uh, royally fucks up. And Gary Oldman is the one who has to, like, help clean it up. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, along it's with a, all the group of fuck ups. It's a hilarious show. The action's really good. The yeah. writing is just, it's phenomenal. And Gary Oldman at the center of it is just like, hes it's an unbelievable performance he's giving. He's really good in that show. Yeah, that, that might be already, my favorite show. season two. Right? Yeah, it's already in the bank. I'm ready for it to wow. come back. They, literally, you finish the show and they show you clips from season two already. I'm like, how, how do you have a first season show that nobody's heard of and you already have season two in the books that needs to happen more often i love it i i need a trailer for season two immediately after my show's end that's why i I mean apple apple tv did that with uh with uh for all mankind they pretty much gave you a a teaser for season three they hadn't even filmed season three yet but there was a teaser prepared 
for what they were going to do. That's a show that everybody needs to check out, too, for all mankind. Apple TV is doing unbelievable stuff. It's it's really crazy. Season two of Mankind was so fucking good that yeah. I mean it made me go back and rewatch the whole series again, and I'm just so excited for the third season coming up. I need to I need to definitely watch that. I watched the first episode when Apple TV launched. Yeah, I liked it. I oh. liked it enough, but I I've heard it's gotten so much better. First season was was great. The yeah. second season blew it out of the fucking water. Yeah. So. I don't know what they're going to do for season three. So much shit is coming. We got The Boys season three. You like that show. It's pretty good. Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. He's always good. Uh, Severance was on Apple TV as well. Um, highly recommend you guys check that one out. That one's really good. Ben Stiller directs. Uh, we're all watching Under the Banner of Heaven, right? Uh, I am. I don't think Rob is. I, oh, Rob. No. Andrew Garfield, Mormon cop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. It's so Mormon, this show. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's brother plays a... Rory! <laughs> Rory Culkin, he's freaking... He's a fundamentalist Mormon who oh believes... Oh, my like, God. It's, he's like a terrorist Mormon. How about Wyatt <laughs> Russell? Yes. How about oh Wyatt Russell just, just fucking <laughs> making the most of his screen time in the show? It is nuts. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's so it's good. like it, it is slow as it's fuck. It's the Mormon. It's the Mormon version of Tokyo Vice. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's really slow. Like it, like you really have to. But but in terms of like mood and vibe and if you have three hours on a Sunday to watch one episode, like, these <laughs> episodes can't. are long. They're like an hour that. each. They're a full hour. They're a full hour plus. Oh. We're not talking like with commercials or anything. Yeah, like, runtime are... is 63 to 68 minutes per. Yeah. Per episode. Yeah. Which, but like, it's tough because I watch Barry and I watch one episode of Barry a week and it's like, they pack so much into 25 minutes. Yeah, and then I go on to this show, and it's just like, all right, we're really just learning about the origins of the Mormon Church, <laughs> and it's you know, yeah, they have these fucking flashbacks to the yeah. founding of Mormonism. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is this show? Okay, so the book, so it's based on a book under the banner of heaven, and it's by this guy named John Krakauer, who um has has written like three sort of big. Um, narrative nonfiction books in his career, all of which were big hits. Uh, Into Thin Air, which is about the climbing of Mount Everest. Uh, Into the Wild, which uh, I think was made into a movie with Sean Penn, and and this one, Under the Banner of Heaven. And I think I've actually read Into Thin Air. Yeah, I, I have as well, and that's a wonderful book. But it, the thing that he's able to do is sort of ascribe narrative like right in a prose that sort of sounds like fiction even though it's non-fiction so you're like really enamored by you know this real life story and stuff that you think is dull is actually like you know really fucking entertaining and and it's a brisk read all of his books but so under the banner of heaven the the novel i haven't read it yet but apparently it sort of tracks the rise of the mormon church parallel with whatever this crime is that's been committed um, in the present day. And so I think on the page, it makes a little more sense the sort of going back and forth, the juggling of it, because it's supposed to like sort of inform you about the church as well as entertain you with this, this crime story. 
Um, so I think I at think first the show I was, does a pretty good job of it too. I've juggled like I, at first I was like, why are we going all the way back to like the 1800s here? Like I like let's worry about the dead body in the house. Um, right. But yeah, I, I'm actually very excited to read the book. I'm I'm a real big fan of this guy's Ugh. this guy's writing. I could never read a book. It's actually okay. a really good show, well, Rob. Right. I know it's long, but like, never <laughs> has there been a role more perfect for Andrew Garfield. I love Andrew Garfield too. So. I mean, seriously. Hmm. He's I might so check kind. it out. I, I think so I will kind. check out the Gary Oldman show for sure. That's good. Yeah. It's short. Yeah. It's it's easy watch. Oh, that's the other thing too. It's six episodes. Yeah, yeah. it's six episodes, like forty five minutes a piece, and mm-hmm. yeah, a- entertaining throughout. Never a dull moment in the entire thing. All right. Well, I think we're going to move on to Saul. <laughs> yeah, that was our TV roundup That's for the past TV month. Yep. <laughs> uh, we'll head on to Saul. So, I mean, I, I want to encourage everybody to stick around, but don't if you have not seen uh, the latest episodes of Better Call Saul up into yeah. season episode six. Six. Yeah. We're talking or, about. Yeah. We're talking season, about season six, episode six. Yep. If you haven't been caught up to that point, I would. Uh, Say goodbye to you at this point. We will not talk about anything else besides Saul. Uh, we will do daily shows early June. What other housekeeping <laughs> do we have before we say goodbye to the three people? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. What I lied to you is definitely going to be a part of daily shows. That's going to be an episode of daily shows, okay. I would say. Yeah, we can do that. The, what I lied to you is going to be a huge benchmark bit. That we will yeah. probably only be able to do once or twice. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that and, might and, be a whole episode of that. And that's that's pending Aquana able to just do it. I don't know how much she has done or what. I, I, I don't know what the status is because I haven't talked She's to her. She's probably uh, screaming at me internally. because uh, She have. probably is. But she has your contact information. So if she really needs you, she can get a hold of you. Yeah. I know <sighs> it's tough. It's it's It was so hard to come up with truth. I I did, but it was yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, it was so, tough. Uh, we'll see. And it's tough because it's stuff <laughs> that I w- would possibly bring to the show. So I need to be careful about what I told Kwana and what I tell now between now and and then. <laughs> right. So it's hard to remember what I've told on the air as well. Well, like, I don't remember too. everything I've shared. That That's too. the other thing. There could be some things that I've I have told Kwana that maybe you guys already know we might run into that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it's like I said, it's, it's tough. You got to dig yeah. deep. That's yeah. what makes it a good, <laughs> that's what makes it a good bit. Yep. Okay. All right. So it is a uh, Saul time. Saul time in three, two, one. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> So uh, I am a little frustrated with this show right now. Really I'm not frustrated. Gonna lie. I'm a little frustrated. I kind of feel like we're spinning our tires here. Um, I don't love how Jimmy and Kim's plan has been withheld from us in a way that I don't find interesting. I kind of right. find it frustrating. I, I will agree with you there. I I wanted more details. Yeah, like I listen. I am totally okay with, it, and this is this has been the show for five years. So I think like yeah. there was an expectation coming into this season where it's like we're just gonna pick up the the pace of this plot and we're just gonna start the the Lalo thing in episode one, the Nacho thing in episode one. Like we're just gonna get it going. But and I think what the show said was like, okay, no, we're actually gonna do the same show that we were doing in season two. 
I, I will say this because uh, going back to your just your original sentence, when I saw the judge with the broken arm, I wasn't sure of the significance. Yes, because we weren't in the loop. Right, right. And I don't know if that was yeah. that was a good thing that they were going for, or if that was just an unintended thing. That I actually rewound about five minutes when when Jimmy started yelling like "fuck, fuck, fuck" yeah. or whatever. Yeah, seeing right. the guy's broken arm because I'm like, I didn't even understand like really who the fucking guy was. Let alone, no, we really don't know right? who it is. It's it. It was somebody that that Kim got a name. Uh, of that's working on the sandpiper thing but beyond that no clue yeah i think i i think there is a difference between surprising your audience and confusing your audience right. and, and I, that's sometimes a, a difficult tightrope to watch where yeah, yeah. the show is trying to play this magic trick on us essentially where they're going to show you all of the pieces laid out and then they're going to turn it into something that we didn't see coming. And that's fine. But when an episode like that ends on a climactic moment, I need to at least feel that climactic moment because clearly Jimmy is feeling it in that moment. And right. it's supposed to really land hard. And I'm not sure it did. And I kind of felt the same way about Gus leaving the gun in the super lab. Yeah, I, I in the still, episode before. You know what? I watched that episode twice and I didn't understand that. You know, where but, it's like, okay, I think I know where this is going. I can guess, I can speculate, but it's like like if you're not going to be transparent with us about these things, like okay, great. It's going to be awesome at the end when we see all the pieces come together, but right. I'm not sure in the moment it's It's frustrating in the moment, you know? I think that they're really going... They've given more thought to it being rewatched than it is being enjoyed the first time. That's exactly what I was going to say, is this is the type of thing that they want people to be able to go back because they've paid attention to how much people did that with Breaking Bad. Yeah. Right. Well, and I will say this, too. Like, I definitely would have enjoyed these episodes a lot more if I was binging them. Yes. You know, I, I don't think I would have minded this much if, you know... I was able to just get through all of the setup, but it has been and, a slow and see where burn. It, was going. it has been a slow. Yeah, burn. especially because the the season started so great. Right. I mean, like the the first three episodes were just like a thriller, a yep. crime thriller. Yeah. Um, and then the show decided, listen, we're gonna we're gonna make Better Call Saul, and it's about procedure. It's about cons. It's about you know taking our time and slowly learning things about our characters, which is great. Now, I will say this though. I don't know we've learned much about these characters that we didn't know already coming into this season. Right. Like, I love the scene with Mike talking to his granddaughter across the street, but I kind of know how much Mike likes his granddaughter yeah. by now. You I was know? expecting, like, I was expecting, like, uh, the mother to just, like, get shot or something suddenly. No, but, like... Like, I was expecting something to happen in that right. scene. We know where they end up. I mean, we know that they're in Breaking Bad, and we know that he everything he does, he does for them. Like, we've learned this but already. I was also right. confused by that at the time, too, of, of Mike talking to her, not knowing really what the backstory was of that either. Like, yeah, why are you watching her? Well, oh, you're pretending. Afraid, yeah. You're pretending. They're afraid Lalo's coming. Yeah. yeah, you're pretending that you're not in the city. Okay, but I didn't know that. Right. You know, it, it was one of those. Again, it was one of those moments in rewatch. You'll be able to go. Oh yeah, he's pretending that he's not in the city. Right. Enjoying it for the first time. Very confused. Yeah, like, I think 
it, it's a it's a broader problem with the Mike character, but I I do think that a lot of characters now have kind of hit the end of the runway. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike, I think after he kills Werner at the end of season four, I feel like his his whole arc was kind of done. Yeah. Um, and now we're kind of just repeating the same notes and waiting until yeah. Walter shows up. Yeah. Um, but I do think to a certain extent, Kim is kind of at this point now. Yeah. Like we needed another flashback with the mom. Yeah. You know, like we we get it. Like this girl has some mommy issues and she is. uh She's broken bad in order to impress her husband in the same way that she she tried to impress her mother as a child, right? Um, I great, think, no, the great scene. I, and I, this is sort is of the, the problem well, that I'm having. The individual scenes mother, work. What? Who plays her mother? I don't know. Because it looks but, just like her. I know. It's, the, it is the, a striking resemblance. It is resemblance. Like, I'm actually, I'm not fully convinced it's not the same actress, to be I, honest with you. I'm not convinced <laughs> that it's not Kim, uh, Ray Seahorn's sister. In, in real life i i don't think that there is a relation but let me uh let me find that out for, for sure for as close of a resemblance there is it would surprise me if there wasn't but um, uh with, with emily kurt Kuroda, Hmm. i think oh she's she, she right? plays the part really well oh maybe not i take that back that's a different uh show. kim i don't know if kim is trying to impress jimmy or if Kim has this uh, want to break the law, but she's too scared to. And she just got caught up with it with, with Jimmy. I, I don't. Oh, I have the name here. Beth Hoyt. Totally unrelated. Oh, interesting. She, she voiced Pepper Potts in Marvel's What If? Yeah, she's an inside Amy Schumer. She's in Dead to Me. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're on the same article. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no relation. I just, I think Kim, I, I just don't know if Kim's trying to impress anybody or if she's just getting to the core of who she really is. Yeah, which, yeah, all well and good. I get it. I, I think, I, I don't know, maybe like this is me unfairly bumping up on their plan all along. Like, I, it's just, I had an expectation for what this season was going to be. Yeah. Fairly or unfairly, which was all the character stuff is basically done now. Yeah. Like the characters are where they're supposed to be relatively. And so now let's just wrap up the plot. Here. Right. You know, like, let's just let's figure out what happens to them. We already know the why. We already know the how. We already know the the nuances of of their their mind. Right. Like, I just want to know physically what happens to them at this I, point. I kind of wonder if they don't successfully pull off this plot and it's and it's just a ploy for us to think that this is Kim's downfall and something else happens in the second half of the season. I mean, huh. here's the thing. So it's a it's a typical writing trick. If your plan is going to succeed, don't tell the audience what the plan is. Right. If your plan is going to fail, tell your audience what the plan is yeah right the fact that they're not telling us implies that it's going to succeed yeah but there are ways to do this without just not giving us enough information to follow what's going on yeah like they could very easily uh jimmy and kim could pull in another person to help them with their plan and we have a scene of them explaining the plan to that person I, but they're not giving them the full details cuz they're also fucking them over here's the thing i, though, I have I, a wild conspiracy theory though okay, with but this. can i finish what i said yep. then, then we can start with the conspiracy yep. like I, I do think that there are ways to do it in in the in the micro that doesn't necessarily spoil the macro and what i mean by that is 
in the third episode of this season, there was a very simple ploy. We have to steal Howard's car. We don't know why we have to steal Howard's car. We just know that we have to somehow. Right, 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 right. So we set up the valet scheme. Now, we don't necessarily know what the final piece of furniture is gonna look like if we're treating this like an Ikea catalog, but we do know that like this leg has to go in into the, the the top of the table at this moment. And we can create enough drama in the micro, right? At least to make the episode enjoyable. What I had yeah. a problem with later on is I don't know what the individual parts are. I don't necessarily need to know the entire puzzle. I just need to know like, you know, there's a reason that this guy having a cast is a bad thing for them. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, and I mean, that's... maybe they just did a bad job of that scene where they're trying to cast somebody to play the judge. The maybe judge, they did yeah. just a bad job of explaining that. Maybe they right. needed to spend more time uh, on that. They definitely did need to spend more time on that. Uh, but going back to your your comment, Nick, my wild conspiracy theory is that the private eye that uh, Howard has is in the plan with Jimmy and Kim. Because there was a scene that happened with that private eye that made me go, oh, my God, he knows he knows the plan. Like, he's part of this. What was the scene? Uh, He was taught. It was Howard uh, went to his office, I think. Was Mm -hmm. he in the office with with the private eye? Pictures, right? Yeah. There was just a feeling in there that I got that was like Jimmy's behind all of this. So let me try to piece this together as best as I can. The private eye was hired by Howard um, after he was tipped off by Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> right? I forget that. Why is Ed name. Begley Jr. famous? Like, I don't know. He's so famous. <laughs> and, like, he's so What's his character's name? What's his character? I've been calling him Ed Begley Jr. since Ed, season one. Because it's Ed Begley Jr. It's just right. the way it is. It's Ed when he's on screen. Okay. But he's so famous. But for what? Why is Ed Begley is he Clifford Maine? Clifford Maine. Maine. There yes. it is. Cliff Maine. <laughs> um, Jimmy uh, uh, Howard confronts Jimmy at the boxing ring. Yes. Jimmy does not seem too perturbed by no. uh, perturbed 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 be that yes. perturbed yeah by uh, perturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Does not seem alarmed by what's happening there. <laughs> Thank you, Porky Pig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does not really seem alarmed because, uh, you know, and, and Jimmy does not seem to, like, be worried that he's being followed in yeah. any way. But now part of that, though, is that Mike is already following them. Right? Yeah, I think I mentioned this in, in a message. Yeah. Is, you know, Kim knows that she is being followed right by Mike's people. So now while the private investigator is following, she may not realize that the person who's following her isn't the person she thinks is following her. Exactly. So, Um, right. That's sort of the only reason why I'd say I'm not sure that their private investigator is in on this. Cause I feel like that's a a bit of drama that we miss out on, but there's a photograph. There's a photograph in that pile of Jimmy going to a bank withdrawing $40,000. Right. Is that what it is? Yep. Uh, I am under the belief, I'm under the assumption at least, that um, that is the money being handed to the judge or to the fake judge in those photographs. Right. 
right? So this is a trail that uh, that Kim and Jimmy want Howard to follow. So that's why I, it doesn't necessarily matter to me if the if the PI is in on it or not. Do you know what I mean? Because I, yeah. I think they they want them to discover these photos of them bri- bribing it. I believe he's I think he's the judge for the Sandpiper case. Right? Yes. Yes. He's yeah. part of the mediation uh, for Sandpiper. Right. So they want to make it seem. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what if they're going to somehow try to frame uh, Howard for being like a friend of the cartel or something and get that off Jimmy's back? I don't know. I don't think think the cartel's involved. I I think it's I think it's more like um, I think it's more to try to convince Cliff Maine that Howard is an unstable. uh, Right cocaine addict isn't making, that already done though well but and why would they but the want final to get piece caught? of the, the final piece of the puzzle is they want howard to make this obscene uh accusation that Correct. jimmy is bribing a judge right and they want to paint howard as this crazy lunatic right because and there's and, no way right. that actually happened right and then figure out some sort of way to prove that there was no bribery does this does well, this I involve think, Howard throwing away the Sandpiper case by accusing the judge? Yes. Yes. I think that yeah, I think so. But I think I think this is why I think the private eye is involved. Get the pictures of them bribing the fake judge to Howard. Uh let him see that, make the accusation, and then in the meantime between him seeing the pictures and making the accusation, getting rid of those pictures. Because as he leaves the room in in the preview, he's what I assume in going upstairs to his office to grab the proof of Jim and they're not there and they're not there. And it turns into him making these cocaine uh, accusations (laughs) in Cliff Main's eyes. Uh, That is a that's a wonderful ending. I'm almost bummed out because it sounds like you just spoiled the ending of the episode. (laughs) Because like. That is exactly the flourish. Now I don't yeah. know I don't know how Jimmy and Kim could have guaranteed that Howard would use right. these guy this guy's services. Like right. that's what I'd like to sort of figure out. Yeah. Here. You know, that might be a bridge too far. It might be. It might be. You know? Have they have they used a private investigator before in the show? I mean Mike. Besides Mike? Yeah. Not that I can like think the, of. The law firm used private investigator, like yeah, maybe may, right, right, right. I don't know if this actor has showed up before the guy. I mean, he might have just been an innocuous part in like season one that we forgot right. about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I don't recognize him, but I mean, yeah, it's possible that he's in there. Um, I, yeah, I really don't know. Yeah, I, but I think it is whatever the permutation is. I think it is something like that. I yeah. think it is they're trying to convince Howard that they're bribing the judge, um, but just so he if, makes an accusation that's obviously false. If they lose Sandpiper, Jimmy also loses money. Yeah, well, I think yeah. But oh, but when ahead. you come down to it, what Jimmy cut Jimmy's cut is what, twenty percent? Yeah, they, they actually they walked through these numbers yeah. to sort of justify to themselves this whole scheme where they were like, Well, even if we lose a million, right, like that's only X amount of money for us, and then it'll only equal about a thousand dollars for each individual uh plaintiff, you right. know, everybody that's represented um as part of the lawsuit. And a million dollars um, to them is worth it to take down Howard. Right. 
So th- they've already laid this out for themselves. Yeah. That they don't really care about the specific or whatever the out. number is. I don't. I don't even think that they would. Yeah, I, I don't think they necessarily threw that out. But yeah, yeah they essentially said like. It's it's going to hurt them more than it's going to hurt us or any of the individual people in the class. Action. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like again, I don't love that I have to watch the episode three times and you know read the Wikipedia description in order to understand everything that's going on. Yeah. You know? I, I've been finding that I have to do that more with this season than ever before. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's I, yeah. cool. Like if you want to like if I'm watching a movie. And I'm only sitting down again, like if I was binge watching this in one sitting to see all the pieces laid out and then it comes together at the end. That would be like a whoa kind of moment. Yeah. But here it's like they did the nacho stuff with such efficiency. Yeah. And it was like this thrilling three episodes. And then to just, again, do this very long, drawn out magic trick at the end. I guess I'm ready to get to Gene is my larger point here. Yeah, and I think I really think that you guys are going to be disappointed with the amount of Gene stuff that's coming up because I don't think we're going to get the amount of Gene that you guys want. I fear the same thing. I I mean, I have an expectation for some. I don't give a shit about Gene. I'm not interested. No, I don't give a shit. I want some Gene stuff, but it's not going to be the amount that we I feel like Gene is interesting because we see so little of him. Yeah, I don't and, need answers. And we and we we want the answers to wrap up the Breaking Bad stuff. Regardless, I don't, I don't, I don't know about yeah. Regardless, I, of, I mean, from of ahead. what you say, it all comes back to Walter White, and we need to know how. I don't care of, about Walter to be honest with you. That, I've, I'm kind of done with Walter. When, when does Walter make an appearance? Though we know he does show up this season. I yeah. know he shows up half? this season, but I think it's so dumb for him to show up this season. I give I, us I Jesse. Agree. That's fine. I uh, agree. Uh, but, but I, I am going to hate seeing Walt. My, one of my questions though is like, do they end the first half of this season with Walter White showing up at his door or something? Still feels like there's more to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, so the, do you think the that's office how they still looks the like total? a, a Oh, no, I think we still get some more Gene at the end. Yeah. I think we get some more Gene. Um, and I don't think that they would have told us that Walt and Jesse were coming if it was the series finale. Right. You know, I think sure. that there's bigger reveals after that. That makes sense. For me, though, the Gene thing, it's I'm interested because it's the only thing that's unknown. I guess that's what I'm sort of bumping up against here. And it's it's the impossible challenge that they laid out for themselves by making a prequel. I don't blame them. I mean, this is sort of the nature of the show. Yeah. but. The closer you get in the timeline to what we know, the harder it is to surprise us. Yeah. And it's like now Nacho's off the board. Mike is basically where he's supposed to be. Lalo doesn't make it to Breaking Bad. I mean, we're pretty confident in that. Right. I've watched enough YouTube videos, you know, asking the question, could Lalo be alive in Breaking Bad to know that he's probably not. Like Gus says to to Hector in season four of Breaking Bad, all of the Salamancas are dead. Yeah. He says that line to him in the nursing home. So, uh, I mean, there's a, a Chekhov's gun now in the super lab. We know Lalo's headed to the super lab. Lalo. How many ways does this end, out, uh, Lalo, end up? You know what I mean? Lalo gets buried in the super lab. Okay. But, Lalo's in the walls right. of the super lab. Are you satisfied by that? Yeah, that's fine because. No, I want Lalo in the fucking chicken. <laughs> I want them selling the Lalo special oh, at the nice. fucking nice and spicy. I that. That's what I want. 
No, the the only reason that that's halfway satisfying is because then you can go back and watch Breaking Bad and go, oh my God, Lalo's in the wall there. Yeah, but like, that's the only so thing. The fuck what? I mean, like, he, yeah, he just exactly. took a whole trip to Germany, but which is cool. But like, that has to. But that's I that should like, be of some consequence to our yeah, heroes, and it doesn't yeah. seem like unless it really affects Kim and Jimmy in some way, which would be the only way that it's truly satisfying. Yeah. Like, we know he doesn't kill Mike. We know he doesn't kill Gus. We know he, See, you know. I think one of the things where the writers might have shot themselves in the foot, actually, was killing that German guy when Mike took him out and yeah. not letting him go. And because imagine, first off, if the betrayal of Mike letting that guy go against uh, Gus's orders and that is like a secret that Mike's keeping, and then Lalo tracks that guy down. Yes, but you could imagine that drama. Mike's still in play; he's not just sitting in his place anymore. Right, but you couldn't you know? do that with the relationship that Mike and Gus have in Breaking Bad. Right, unless right. Gus never finds out. But Gus absolutely would find out because Lalo's dead. Yeah, in Breaking no, Bad. No, but Gus doesn't need to find out that Mike let that German guy keep living necessarily. But the, that's the it's only tough. It's tough. That's the only way that he would have gotten away. It's tough. I'll if tell you Mike what. Let it, him go. Yeah. It's no, I'm saying it, Gus, yeah. Gus might never even know about the German guy still being alive ever. He might never learn that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see. Because Mike has to go and cover that up now. Yeah. Maybe Lalo kills the German guy after getting the information he needs. Yeah, I, I you know, by the way, at least I there's totally, still some. Yeah. I see some what you're saying. There. It's not a horrible idea. It's I totally thread the needle. <laughs> I totally forgot about the end of season four and the Werner stuff and that Lalo figured that out. So that was cool. At least that they brought that back in. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob, unbelievable call that, yeah. that, that Lalo <laughs> was you. going to Germany. Yeah. You said, oh, what if Lalo's going to Germany? We're and like, we laughed. maybe. We yeah. laughed at then, you. Yeah, you, yeah. you laughed at me. <laughs> we treated it like a joke and he was right. Yeah. But, but that is a similar sort of corner that they wrote themselves into the nacho uh, situation. It's like we know that Mike is still is still doing things for himself when appropriate right. and when he can get away with it. But we know that his loyalty still is to Gus. Yeah. And so like, there's no way to square more that question. Yeah. I wish there was a little bit more of Mike doing shit on his own and not just being, you we know. know where it ends. Yeah. We know where I it mean, ends. We know, you you it's, can't. It's almost. The Breaking Bad was almost too good. Yeah. Like these characters are almost too well written. Yeah. And there's almost. There's too much detail there where we're going back and looking at one throwaway line in season three of Breaking Bad and we're using that to build an entire character arc in Saul. It's like. We know them so well, it's hard to surprise us now because yeah. everything. Every I has been dotted, every T has been crossed. So and really, the only question that we have left is Kim. There's only so many ways that ends up too. Yeah, though, yeah. You know, I mean, hey, maybe Lalo and Kim fall in love, oh, move to Germany. Yeah, I hope it's just something. And then I hope it's something. The next so spinoff. Stupid. The next spinoff is Kim is an attorney in Germany, while Lalo <laughs> is running a Mexican cartel in Germany. <laughs> And the entire show is in German. What if? And that's it. What if? That's the show. Kim is the contact to Germany for the meth uh, empire over there that Walt starts to build with Lydia. <laughs> what if Lydia and Kim become lesbians? Wow. Ooh. I, I can watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, listen, it's cool to see the puzzle pieces kind of snapping in. It's fun to like theorize about it and everything. 
um, you know, there's only so many ways out of here. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. only. What if Kim gets a face transplant and she is Lydia? Oh, fuck. Yeah. What if Kim We've gets seen a Lydia already on Breaking Bad? On better yeah. What, I said, what if she got a face on better? Oh, well, remember what if she maybe got maybe a, that's maybe that's the face she takes. What if she you ever seen face off? What if she changes her name to <laughs> Skylar and marries Walter White? Whoa. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking blow your fucking mind. No, nah, you're totally. I mean, yeah, it, it is getting harder and harder to surprise anybody, really. Speaking right. of Skylar. And you know what's going to happen, too? There, when the show ends, they're going to have missed something. I know these oh, yeah. writers are very meticulous, but there's going to be some. Like Huel. Like, where the fuck is Huel at the end of Breaking Bad? <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting in Unless, that safe like, house. <laughs> no, Lalo goes in the fucking bunker. And heels down there with the gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is one of those things, though. It, it's it's one of those funny things where the show again, it's masterfully written. Yeah, and every detail is meticulous. Every yeah. line is fact checked. But then the fucking actor that plays Huel is two hundred pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and like, 10, just... 15 years older. <laughs> and Giancarlo Esposito has like has be his he's grayed and has yeah. become a senior citizen. Yeah. In the face. You know, his ears um, have grown immensely. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those things. Everyone is just so much older. Yeah, it's well, it's hard. Yeah. You know, the only <laughs> you can suspend belief with some of that small stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Completely different topic here. But it's kind of like when you're watching Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse and you see like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And you see um, uh, Green Goblin. Uh, wow. How am I reading the actors? Willem Dafoe. Hmm. Uh, it's like Willem Dafoe looks the same. Yeah. Yes. Toby Maguire is now. Now he is the age that Willem Dafoe was in the first movie. Yeah. Right. Right. And right. he looks ancient. Yeah. Like yes. Toby Maguire is just. <laughs> you know, it's you can't, and it, it's hard to suspend your disbelief there. For sure. Uh, but speaking of Skyler, Nico and I talked about this. Howard is the Skyler of Better Call Saul. Because for no reason, I I hate Howard. There's no, for no reason. reason. Everybody hates Howard. Yeah. There's just if no. If you actually look back at the show, Howard is the most likable person. It's same with Skyler. Okay, same. There's with a Skyler. difference though. There's a difference. There's a key difference, which is that uh, I hate Skyler. The Skyler <laughs> hate was the Skyler hate was unintentional. Okay. That like the Breaking Bad, and that was one of. Yeah. I like I like Anna Gunn's performance on that show. I think she's really good, and I, I actually didn't hate Skylar in the way that a lot of fans did. But there was I something in the way that that performance was sort of cued, and the way that that character was written, where you could tell that the writers wanted you to, to sympathize, but you hated her anyway. Yeah. Whereas what they do with Howard, they sort of learn their lesson here, where they intentionally make you want to hate him. They lay all of the pieces out there for you. This is all of the reasons why he's a he's a um, a harmless victim in all of this, right? But the way that the actor plays it and the way that they, they just add a couple little ticks in there where you, along with Jimmy and Kim, are like, let's fucking destroy this <laughs> yeah. bitch. Yeah. And it's, it's the, this the worst part is thing, like, you know, every time he does something nice, it makes you hate him more. Yes. Yes. Like yes. even when he like when he does the boxing thing with Jimmy at the end of it, it's like. If you actually think about it, he was like, let's just get this done with. Like, yeah. punch me in the face, you know. Right. And you just hate him more. Yeah, and, for oh, being God. so mature. And his you wife know? hates <laughs> him, too. Yes. You, you hate how mature he is. 
<laughs> well, okay, yeah. So that was the first time we'd ever seen Howard's. Yeah, great life, scene. Right? Yes. Great scene, by the way. Awesome. He, he makes the uh, the espresso for her in the morning, the coffee with the beautiful pattern. <laughs> yeah, the that, that pattern. is the best. That is the best imagery you can yeah. do to I just mean, like within thirty seconds show you how a character feels about another character. Yeah, this show is just brilliant, man. These guys are just brilliant. He makes this beautiful cappuccino. She just pours it in her mug. <laughs> just fucking no concern. <laughs> <laughs> pours it in her travel mug. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a really hard character to write in that way. A guy that does nothing wrong, but you hate nonetheless. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really hard. Uh, they figure out a way to do that. They did a similar thing with Chuck. Chuck was right in the in the central conflict of those first three seasons between Jimmy and Chuck. Yeah. Chuck was right. But Chuck was you a know, true Chuck dick. Chuck was an asshole. Yeah, though. he was a real asshole. He yeah. was a real was- <laughs> fucking prick to whoever you know questioned him. They 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 played into they made him both the mean older brother and the mean father. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. To Jimmy, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was just awful. He was. I hated him. Great actor, though. A great, great actor. actor. Great performance. Yeah, that guy. He plays the biggest asshole in the X Files. Really? <laughs> oh, really? Hate his cuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Into Spinal Tap is where where uh, was his breakout role. He's a great comedy wow. actor too. Oh. Yeah. Michael McKeon. So what do we have for predictions coming up on the last episode before? Because I thought this was the mid-season finale. I was all like, oh, what I would have been very upset. I was like, oh, what a great mid-season finale. This is great. (laughs) Keep me in suspense because I don't want to see Kim's downfall. I think I said that in our group chat. I'm dreading watching Kim's downfall. Yes, and I if think they wrap train crash. If this is, I feel like it, they have to wrap up Lalo and they have to wrap up Howard. I don't think Lalo's wrapped up. No, I don't. I don't think. think so. I don't think we're close to Lalo getting wrapped up. No, I, I no. think. I think we're probably a, um, a version of the scheme that you laid out just now, Rob. Yeah. I think happens. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think it succeeds until it doesn't. Until don't you think it's a little a, early to like have that Chekhov's gun situation though? Which one? The uh, the Gus Lalo thing, yeah, it's it's a little early to have that Chekhov's gun set up if it's not going to be wrapped up soon. That that would be like a f- like what eight episode early cue. Doesn't feel That's like little... we're done with him. Doesn't feel like we're done with him. I feel it. Well, okay. I mean, at the very least, there is a confrontation by the end of the season. I think it, a... I think he needs to meet up with Jimmy again. My Lalo? question, yeah. My question okay. has always been: How does Lalo tie? How does Lalo? And the the super lab tie back to Sandpiper. Is, is there any connection that can be made? And if no, there I don't, is, I don't think so. If there so. is, how can it be made? What about Hank? Does Hank get involved with Lalo? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm being serious. Well, no, I I think we need to see more Hank and Gomi. I love them. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so though. No, and I to be honest with you, I think it would cheapen it a little bit for me if we just brought back another yeah Breaking Bad character to. But no, I think, um, yeah, I think it's, well, if if we use Breaking Bad as a guide, the the mid-season finale of season five was a victorious moment, yep. right? Like, Walt just got out, the bag of money was there in the storage locker, and then out of left field, we had the deus ex machina of Hank on the shitter. Yep. And I think it's probably something similar to that. I think so, Where too. it's, this scheme happens, and then something that we did not see coming suddenly rears its ugly head and it's bad news for Kim. That's what I would say. 
That's why I'm trying to figure out if there's a connection between the uh, the Super Lab and Sandpiper. Grand Central Station, may I help you? <laughs> it's kind of offensive that you still own a phone that rings like that. <laughs> it's very offensive. <laughs> I was going to cut it out, but I guess... Uh, <laughs> now it's kind of here to stay. Now, it's here. Like, now we have to talk about it. <laughs> I haven't heard a phone ring. No, I haven't. I don't know how long. When I hear a phone ring, it's because I'm watching a TV show. Yeah. That took place 20 years ago. Right. But no, you're listening to a podcast that took place 20 years ago. Apparently. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Listen, we pay for what the are bundle. T- what are you missing? Telemarketers? Bundle. Yeah, pay for the bundle. We pay unplug for the, fucking, the phone. Yeah. Get oh, unplug the phone. Who needs it? These companies make it impossible for you to can- cancel your landline. They actually give you a better deal if you have a landline with your phone. But just don't with use your, it. Yeah. Cable. Just unplug it. You're not missing. Nobody's calling your home. Well, yeah. Who was that that just called? I'm sure no it wasn't idea. grandma. I don't it was a telemarketer. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, grandma, it's a, no, yeah. It's Sunday yeah. afternoon. It shouldn't be a telemarketer. Oh, they know. It's 2 p.m. there on Sunday. (sighs) (laughs) Any other solved predictions, gentlemen? (laughs) Oh, man. I think that uh, Mike probably ends up with a kidney stone and a stent. Um, I think Mm. we'll probably see that storyline in the second half. Mm -hmm. Now. I mean, just you're right what you know. (laughs) Right, you're right what you know um nick anything yeah besides all that i don't know i mean i mean okay how about how about there is potentially still more to be done with jimmy is now picking up all of these criminal clients yes yeah there is still more to be done with that because they they are showing that he has these criminal clients and becoming this sort of criminal lawyer or whatever. Mm. But they haven't actually delved deep into any of those cases. No. And, and, and that, that could was, be an avenue so, to explore. That was supposed to be what the show was going to be. <laughs> yeah. That was and they're just getting to it now. Yeah, it's like I, okay. I, the the original version of the show was like a half hour I, I won't use the word sitcom, but like kind of like a comedy drama. And the premise yeah. was every episode, it's a new client, and Jimmy has to figure out a way to not go to the courtroom. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was a, a lawyer show that never takes place in a courtroom. Right. You know, and yeah, now we're just sort of getting to it. And, are, and now they can't even do that because we're getting to the events of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Right. So like, there's not right. even time in the timeline. What about seeing Jimmy our to- old friend Spooge again? Spooge, <laughs> Spooge, did not recognize him. Got to be uh, honest, no, that was, a, that was a hell of a deep cut. That was a deep cut. But once you once you realized who it was, he's. The, I don't even remember who that is. He, I don't uh, ATM at all. He's ATM the guy that got squished on the. Yeah, his brain squished oh. out by the ATM. That was Spooge. Oh yeah, we Peek-a-boo. saw we my s- favorite Breaking Bad episode of all time. Peekaboo. We saw um him at the nail salon right before he got before Jimmy got kicked out of the nail salon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would not have caught that. Good old Spooge. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spooge. Mr. Spooge. Not a name I thought about in about 10 years. <laughs> no. Oh, that poor guy's brains are going to be spread all over that fucking living room. Yeah. <laughs> I I hope I hope it's it's satisfying. I hope I'm blown away by this episode. I really am. Yeah. 
I want to love the show. I do. I do love the show. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Let's get to it, people. Let's get to it. Yeah, I don't know at this point. Uh, I feel like all the answers are either too obvious or are going to be so wild as to be completely unpredictable. Totally. You know? Totally. Yep. And I don't really like that feeling. Right. Right. What if Jimmy uh, convinces Walt to quit Gray Matter? (laughs) (laughs) Or what if Kim convinces Walt to quit Gray Matter? Because that was... That'd be a major retcon is what I would say. That'd be pretty... Maybe we maybe Doctor Strange cracks a hole in the multiverse and all this is what possible. If, what if Jimmy convinces Walt to stop selling drugs and go back to school? Yes. <laughs> and just Breaking Bad is nullified. Yeah. It just nullified. never happens. Yep. <laughs> you know, the multiverse is hot these days. <laughs> it is. Super hot. Yeah, could be. Super hot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for us. Uh, you know. Okay. Last. Last twist. All yes, right. Last twist. Lalo kills Gus. Face off. Oh. Lalo is Gus. Again with the oh. face off. That could be good, though. That could be good. <laughs> be great. Awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Explains why I you like so much idea. older. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call up Vince Gilligan. I got a pitch. <laughs> Idiot. Hey, Vince. You got to um, reshoot those last five episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I think man. I want to ask this question because I ask it all the time. Kim, during Breaking Bad, where do we stand of to where, what we think she's doing during the Breaking Bad time now? I mean, we've always had our predictions after every episode, but... Let's, I don't let's, think anything's changed. I, I don't agree. Think I don't think anything's changed. I mean, in jail, dead, we see like her... All of them are on the table as equally as they were before. Yeah. I don't Listen, we see her on the road to Santa Fe, and she literally does a U-turn. Yeah changes course in her life and that i think is the last moment uh that you know there was a a semblance of a real life waiting for her yep uh so yeah i think i'm still going prison i think i'm i I think i'm still going prison i'm also going so didn't they just offer her like her dream job basically yeah and she basically rejected it right no she didn't reject it it's just she chose this scheme above it yeah right you know so i she you chose know. D-Day. But it's like, it's almost like, did they really need to give us another example of her doing that? Yeah, I think you need the final sort of, like, the red pill, blue pill moment. You know, like, I think you still need the this moment of her feel like that, decision. Though. This didn't feel like that. I don't know how, like, how much of a more obvious metaphor you need, though, than doing a U-turn yeah. on a freeway. Yeah. Like, that is... And shooting... No, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Shooting they've already, they've already they done it better. It. They've already done yeah, it better. Right. Why right, are they right. doing it again and yeah. again? We're yeah, rehashing see, see. the same no, shit. No, I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. So. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Let's uh, hit that music. There's uh, a legal show for you, Matt the, Yeah. This is what Better Call Saul strive to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, do they continue... The Saul universe or the uh, Breaking Bad universe. I, at this point, I feel like they it's, haven't introduced enough new characters yeah. in this show, right? Uh, unless they do something wild with Kim, 
I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it either. Unless you do Mike Ehrmantraut's son and it's a buddy cop show. And his son's dead. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You go back further. <laughs> yeah. We keep oh, going I see back. what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you yeah, go I back could maybe to the see, time yeah. of Mike and his son in the in the police academy together. Or you do a Hank show like the DEA, but yeah. That's just another fucking narcos. I, I could see maybe just like new characters introduced, like The Walking Dead does, which is like in the universe, but we haven't met them yet. True. You know? Have be. a good week, everybody. See you next week. Bye.